Catholic Theological Union is a graduate school of theology and ministry in Chicago, which provides full tuition scholarships and dedicated formation to students, both in Chicago or online. Opportunities, including the new Pathways at CTU Living and Learning Community, will form young adults, especially those from Latinx, African American, Asian American, Pacific Islander, and LGBTQ communities for leadership and ministry in today's church. CTU also offers the Bernadine Scholars Program to support and form students committed to Cardinal Bernadine's vision of a consistent life ethic, reconciliation and peacemaking, and interreligious dialogue. You can learn more about CTU at ctu.edu slash programs. That's www.ctu.edu slash programs. Welcome to Plaid Skirts and Basic Black, the Black Catholic podcast where we believe there is power in the blood of Jesus and in the seven sacraments. I'm Marcia, the co-host who might just be as good as the balm in Gilead, and I'm joined by my co-host Shannon, who will be happy to call a priest if you need one at your house. We're super excited to be with you today when we're talking about the sacrament of the anointing of the sick. But before we begin, let's not get sick and check the weather. Yes. Shannon, yes. How is the weather in Make your sure neck of the Yes, appropriately so we don't yes, put, and put a hat on that baby's head. Yes. All of that. Cover that baby's head. That's all we need to do. Why is that baby's head not covered? Why is that baby's head not covered? <laughs> exactly. If you know, you know. Ask uh-huh. black person. Yes. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I'm calling today overcast. Uh, you guys are hearing this. I'll actually be on vacation when you're hearing this, but we're prepping for our move. So like right after vacation, we'll be moving. Um, and like, it's fine. It's good. I feel like I'm in control and you know me, Marcia, I love to be in control. I respect that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but also like there's, it's it, it's overcast. It doesn't look like it's going to rain, but it's not bright. It's sort of like it could go south. It could go south and I could feel totally overwhelmed, but I'm not there yet. So right now we're good. We're just packing. We're packing and I'm folding laundry and I'm sick of folding laundry. And You've that's been folding laundry for a year, Shannon. Every I'm, time I talk to you, never, you're like, I'm folding laundry. It's never done. <laughs> there have been like, I think four times in my marriage where the laundry has been fully complete. And then every time Eric brings in clothes from his car that he's, you know, like ties or things that he wears to work or a sweatshirt or something. And he's like, here it is. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it was done. It was done. So yeah, uh, for, I have been with Eric for 18 years. We've been married for 13 years. And in that time, four times in my life, for <laughs> all the laundry been done. But I think that goes for anybody though. Like no one ever is without laundry because mm-hmm. that you can be all done with the laundry, but the minute you take off the clothes that you're wearing, mm-hmm. unless you do mm-hmm. all of your laundry naked. Like any KKID. <laughs> if you live alone, you could do your laundry naked. Um yeah. <laughs> and I don't live alone. So I mean, you know though. I work second shift. Audrey's, I can do my laundry naked. Mm-hmm. I can do that. <laughs> I'm like, she doesn't get home. I leave at, I leave by 1.15 and she gets home at like 5 p.m. So there's, there's, there's a sweet spot. Where mm-hmm. like, <laughs> okay, so, but I am not currently doing my laundry naked and neither mm-hmm. is Shannon. 
no. my, what my weather is. Uh, it's a light to medium drizzle. So it is kind of raining, but not really like, eh, I should have brought an umbrella or maybe, you know, I'll fish it out. Um, but I refuse to buy one while I'm out. There have been several times I've been caught in rain and I'm like, I refuse to buy an umbrella. I have six at home. And so I will be perfectly secure in not buying an umbrella while I'm out. <laughs> but um, so it's late to medium drizzle because I've just got stuff coming at me. Like it's not anything that I can't handle right now. Right. So when the drizzle picks up, I might just have to cave and buy that umbrella or mm -hmm. remember to bring it, uh, throw one in. I have a massive tote bag and I just need to throw it mm -hmm. in my tote bag. Like that's actually what needs to happen. Mm -hmm. um, I just need to throw an umbrella in my massive tote bag. Um, and so that's kind of where, that's where I'm at with my, uh, with my weather. Things are coming at me. It's nothing I can't handle. Um, and if I need help, I know where to find it. Mm -hmm. That's so great. look at that. I made it where you made it come back around with that umbrella because that was like a whole tangent. It was I'll, a tangent. You can stand under my umbrella, Ella. <laughs> Ella, Ella. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> so, yes. And thank you for offering for having me stand under your umbrella because no one wants to get caught in the rain like mm -hmm. that cake in MacArthur Park, but mm -hmm. also not to get sick. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like it, it's, it's real. And you know, we have, sometimes we have a little bit, sometimes we have sick, sometimes we have illness mm -hmm. and thank God that there's a sacrament for that. Yes, there is. There's a there sacrament is. for that. So Shannon, this is going to, this is the sixth sacrament that we are covering and we only have one left. No. Oh my God. I know, no, right? <laughs> not really. <laughs> um, so good. yeah, <laughs> but so yeah, mm -hmm. we're covering, we try to cover at least a sacrament. I don't think we covered one last season, but mm -hmm. the last sacrament that we did cover though was um, the bombshell Baptism. sacrament mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. if anyone who knows that was, we covered the sacrament of baptism. Mm -hmm. And at the beginning of the recording, Shannon, we just talked about this this morning. At the beginning of the recording episode, I said, I'm Shannon. Like, Shan I'm not, I didn't say I'm Shannon because I'm not Shannon. That would be fun. But I, <laughs> I'm Shannon today. But I was like, Shannon and I are both baptized uh, practicing Catholics. And by the end of the episode, we weren't. Um, <laughs> but you guys didn't know that. I still was. But <laughs> because she's like, no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, or perhaps you never were. Maybe it's I like never, a right, exactly, but I thought I was. Thing, like um, we opened the box to find I out. Like it did. So <laughs> if you guys remember listening to that episode, um, we were talking about baptism and things like that. And Shannon went into her whole theology teacher um, lesson, which she's going to go into in just a second. And she talked mm -hmm. about how baptism has to be um, Trinitarian. Is that what you said it was? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you're like, yeah, it's the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And you're like, if it's not, you know, it's not valid, we'll rebaptize you, things like that. And I'm seriously looking at this camera as my life has fallen apart. Like, mm -hmm. what are you talking about? I was baptized in the name of Jesus. And I'm like, I was baptized. It's fine. Because I was baptized in the name of Jesus 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. 30 years ago, like two months ago. So like what almost like, right. Exactly. I was like, I was baptized in Jesus. Like, what are you talking about? And she's sitting there and I'm just like, I, and as she's talking, I'm grabbing my phone. I'm texting all the priests I know. and be like, can you baptize me right now? Like what is happening? And she's going on blissfully talking, destroying my life. And, <laughs> um, 
And so, and it's, it turned out to be a clerical error, like, or just a follow-up error, like where the mm-hmm. priest who did RCIA, all he asked me was, were you baptized in a Christian church? And I was like, yep, sure was. Right. And mm-hmm. didn't ask me like the actual form of baptism. Mm-hmm. And I had to get rebaptized. And and it was a whole process. And you'll you can read about it in our book. I had to get rebaptized and reconfirmed. And it was really it was a great blessing. Like it was over Zoom. <laughs> Everyone saw it over Zoom because that was a real pandemic. It was um, in the middle of the pandemic. Um, it was like um <laughs> Uh, and so it was over Zoom and Shannon couldn't actually be there, but I was at my first goddaughter's confirmation where I got, it was after her confirmation where I got to be baptized and confirmed. And so we both have the same confirmation date now and it's really mm-hmm. sweet. Um, but yeah, so it was a whole thing, y'all. So the last time we covered a sacrament, my life was destroyed. Yeah. Um, I think Shannon, Shannon might burn down my house during this episode. So <laughs> and then I'll send you out. a priest to and annoy me. And then she'll send me a priest to annoy me. <laughs> It'll be fine. Audrey will be very mad if you burn you down know, our house. I know. You know, you you know Audrey, right? house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Shannon, down the house. please okay. don't burn down my house, but yep. talk to us about anointing of the sick. Uh, yeah, so... This is a great sacrament. I think it's an underrated sacrament. Not a lot of people like think about it or think about what it means. And also it's one that's really misunderstood. So probably most of us think of anointing of the sick as like last rites, deathbed confession, get the sacraments before, you know, you die like in the movies. And that certainly is a way in which the sacrament is celebrated, but certainly since the second Vatican council, one of the things that the church has promoted us to say, like, this isn't just for like five minutes before you die. Like, let's make sure that people have this grace uh, when they are seriously sick and when they need it. So the sacrament of anointing of the sick carries on the healing ministry of Christ, right? A lot of people ask like, okay, Jesus did these things in his ministry, right? He had like table fellowship. That's the Eucharist. He had, you know, he baptized people. He did all these things. So where does anointing of the sick come from? So as we know, Christ miraculously healed all these people. Um, And so if we continue his ministry as a church, as a big C church, we also have to continue that healing. And so that is done through the sacrament of the anointing of the sick. Now, obviously most times people are not miraculously healed of their physical ailments, although that does happen, but in particular, it's that spiritual healing that also comes along with the physical healing, right? If you look at scripture, let's say the um, places where Jesus heals, uh, you know, the guy who's a paralytic, who's descends through the, um, the rooftop, right. When his friends like take off Peter's roof, basically rude, um, and say like, Jesus heal him. Right. They're not getting their security Mm -hmm. deposit back. Mm -hmm. No. Um, and so the, um, what's the first thing Jesus says to him? He says, your sins are forgiven, right? The first healing that has to take place is a spiritual healing. And then when everybody's like scoffing and doubting, he says, okay, what's easier being forgiven of your sins or um, saying, rise, pick up your mat and walk. And of course we know what happens. He does, right? (laughs) Woo, miraculous healing. Um, And so that's sort of where we see this like theological basis for the sacrament is that that's Spiritual healing is the first healing that Jesus does. And so that's what we're receiving primarily through this sacrament. 
And um, I wanted to read straight from the catechism because I think this is important. So this is what the catechism says. This is catechism on paragraph number 1499-1499. This is what it says. By the sacred anointing of the sick and the prayer of the priests, the whole church commends those who are ill to the suffering and glorified Lord, that he may raise them up and save them. Indeed, she exhorts them to contribute to the good of the people of God by freely uniting themselves to the passion and death of Christ. So through this anointing, through the prayer of the priests, we are offering to God our intercession for those who are ill and for their healing. And also that they, the people who are receiving the sacrament are uniting their suffering to Christ to his, his suffering and death, his passion and death for the good of all people and for the good of the church. Uh, and it doesn't really matter if we're like unconscious or not, <laughs> all of this happens because sacraments, as we say in the church are effective, they make present or they make available the grace that they signify whether or not, um, we are, conscious, ready to receive them, whether or not the priest is a sinner or not, it doesn't matter. The sacraments are effective. And so um, that being said, anointing of the sick is for people who are seriously ill. So we don't just like, if you just have a cold, cause you got caught out in the rain, like Marcia, you don't call the priest. If you're just like, man, I have the sniffles, but I can hang out. Um, but it is for serious illness. So illnesses where, um, maybe it's a long-term thing like cancer or, um, MS or something, or, or something that has sort of taken a turn to where we might be in danger. Um, not necessarily of imminent death, but that we need more healing than just your average, like take some Tylenol and have a nap. So, um, Another time when people might have the anointing is before they have surgery. You know, you may not necessarily be going in for a surgery that is uh, like particularly um, worrisome, but uh, because of the nature of surgery, right? If you're going under, um, there's there's medical risks involved of that. The church says, like, let's give you the anointing. You know, we want to make sure that your your healing takes place. Um, so like I had the anointing of the sick when I, um, had, I had a gallbladder issue, um, and it was pretty serious. It wasn't killing me, but I had to have surgery. So it wouldn't eventually kill me. So I had anointing before that. Uh, right. So I was, I was fine. I wasn't dying, but also it wasn't something that, um, you know, the doctor was like, just leave it and you'll heal. Right? <laughs> so that's an important thing. Um, Along with that, there are four effects of the sacrament. So every sacrament has an effect. It does something to us. And so in the anointing of the six, we have four effects. The first one and most important is that we receive the particular gift of the Holy Spirit for strengthening, peace, courage, and the forgiveness of sins. So the Holy Spirit comes to us in this particular way to heal for strength, peace, courage, and we are given forgiveness of our sins. Uh, so that's why 
some for us as Catholics, right, that that last anointing, uh, the last rites is important because we want to make sure that somebody is sin-free and ready to meet Jesus, right? Um, and so if someone's conscious, that's really encouraged and part of the rite to uh, have a full confession before receiving that. However, um, if they're unconscious or they can't make a full confession, then they're still forgiven of their sins, right? Sacraments are effective whether or not we're you know, fully open. <laughs> uh, and then the second uh, effect of the sacrament is that we're united to the Paschal mystery. Um, every sacrament has the, the Paschal mystery intimately tied to it. Uh, so if you talk about baptism, Eucharist, confirmation, any of that, you'll always see elements of how we see the Paschal mystery tied to it. However, um, we see that in a particular way in the anointing of the sick. The person who is anointed becomes united to the passion of Christ, uh, to his suffering, and their suffering is united to his. So their suffering then is not just pain that they're experiencing, but also is becomes a participation in the salvation that Jesus accomplishes, right? We're not saving the world, it's Jesus, but we're sort of in that old Catholic sense of like, offer it up, right? We are offering it. Um, with united to Christ's sacrifice for the good of the whole world, for the good of the church, um, which leads into the third element, uh, the third effect of the sacrament. We receive an ecclesial grace. The word ecclesial just means of the church. So there's um, there's a special grace that we get uh, that our suffering that has been united to Christ is offered for the good of the church. And along with that, through that anointing, we are united to the church in a particular way in the communion of saints and the prayers of the church and the prayers of the communion of saints in both heaven and earth are offered and for us in a special way for us. So the, the whole church in heaven and on earth is interceding for that person. And finally, uh, the sacrament prepares us for our final journey to the Lord. So in the case of someone who is dying, uh, that is to prepare us spiritually to heal anything that may be broken so that we can make that final journey to Christ. So that when we do pass and meet Christ, we are fully ready uh, to meet him. And that's why when possible, when people can, they receive the Eucharist, which at that point we call viaticum. The word viaticum is Latin for way bread. And it is, um, right? Just like you would take way bread on a journey with you to get you to the destination. That's what that final Eucharist is. It's that final way bread to get us to the destination, which is Christ himself. And that's heaven. really beautiful. Know, like that's right? really beautiful. <laughs> it is beautiful. Oh, um, and I, one of I've my, never understood that now. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things that I remember one of my professors saying um, in the theology of the Eucharist class was that, you know, every Eucharist in some ways viaticum, right? It's, it's way bread. It's getting us to heaven, even though, um, you know, hopefully I'll be back next Sunday at mass, right? But it's, it's way bread for the journey. Um, and then also at some point, even if we aren't going to receive the last rites, at some point we will receive our last communion, right? That, um, you know, maybe we don't 
die of a heart attack unexpectedly and don't have time, right? Whatever that last Eucharist is, that is our way bread. That's our viaticum um, for, for the journey. Um, and I certainly believe that God's grace transcends time and we don't, you know, like the, yeah. like, let's get the sacraments when we can. Those are the mm-hmm. best way to receive God's grace, um, I think but also to trust God. Mm-hmm. It's just really beautiful. When you say that you're like, whatever, we're all going to have a last, um, mm-hmm time but um so like two like almost two and a half years ago at this point when Kobe Bryant died he mm-hmm. got on a helicopter right after mass mm-hmm. right like he was like full-on in grace like mm-hmm. Eucharist and I think about mm-hmm. that all the time where you're you're right like we should get the sacraments while we can mm-hmm. and like um we've already we've already talked about Eucharist a long time ago <laughs> but that is uh um no that's just really beautiful and you're right so yeah. Thank you, Shannon, for, thank you. Thank you. I, I always love listening to you. I always learn so much more. Um, and my house is still fully intact. Yes, so I appreciate I that. Thank, I won't you. Learn thank you so much. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I just want to like, just not like, like, I want to share my thoughts. No, I want to, <laughs> like, I, like, I have no theological thoughts. I just have my experience. Um, so I have received the sacrament. I I've had a lot of surgeries. I think I've had, I've had a ton of surgeries. Like, I feel like, I think a ton of surgeries is two surgeries because people, surgeries shouldn't be the norm. Yeah. I've had, I've had five or six. I can't use it. It's wow. so sad that I just stopped counting at one point um, in my life. And when I lived in Terre Haute, I had to get my gallbladder out. And that was the first time I've received knowing of the sick. Our priest, um, we were, like it was after mass and like we knew we were, I was going into that surgery the next day. And he said, can, can we do an anointing of the sick? And he saw some youth from our youth group there. Cause I think we just had like a blessing for our youth group for something. And he's like, can you guys please come and be a part of this anointing of the sick? And so um, we were all there on the altar and it was just a really beautiful experience. Um, like the full on thing, he had the book out and the oil and the, do you know what I mean? And it was really cute because the kid who went with me to the chrism mass to get the oil for the parish was there. And he was like, I got that oil. <laughs> it was really funny. He was like, I know that oil. <laughs> Right? And he's like, that like me. I, he's like, I brought the oil that's gonna heal you. And I go, no, no, anoint me, not heal me, but you know, I get what you're saying. <laughs> so um, and we did the anointing of the sick, and then um we did it a few more. I did it um before my other surgeries, and then um my last one, I wasn't expecting it, but um I went to mass and I sang at mass the day before my surgery and um uh, Mike was there and he's like, can we, he's like, you know, can, can we pray or can we, and the father's like, we're going to do anointing and father, mm-hmm. like he went and grabbed it and we did the whole thing. And it's always been really beautiful. And it's always been something that's when the first time it happened, I remember I was so overcome with emotion. Um, not like my eyes, obviously my body wasn't instantly healed because then I went into surgery <laughs> <laughs> and it was fine. Um, but it was something I love those moments when my experience in my life in the church connects me to my life before I became Catholic mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. anointing the sick, sick is one of those sacraments that 
is just fully anchored in Christ, no matter how you worship him. Do you know what I mean? Like the sacrament of it all is like mm-hmm. 100% Catholic and the naming mm-hmm. and the ritual and, you know, what have you. Um, <laughs> but um, when growing up, we had the, we had like a, we had like our own like anointing prayer line and in the church, like it was like after um, the pastor preached and, you know, we did, um, I think, I don't know if it was before or after offering, like, I don't remember the course of it, but, um, we would do the prayer line and anyone who needed a prayer, um, like the deacon would be right there with the pastor and, um, the deaconess, uh, or one of the mother, not deaconess, one of the mothers of the church. My mm-hmm. grandmother was a mother of the church, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, would be there and they would have the blessed oil. And it was just kind of like, you knew when, um, if you wanted prayer, like you would get in the line. And this was like, all of us, like we were sick. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was applying to college, I couldn't mm-hmm. wait, just, mm-hmm. you want extra prayer. Yeah. You just get in the prayer line. Mm-hmm. And, um, and a lot of the time it was, um, sometimes like people would opt out to give someone the room to come through if they were really sick. Like we had members of our church who mm-hmm. were, you know, like deathly ill and they mm-hmm. would come to, you know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. we would give them that space and that place. And, um, like they would, their heads would be anointed with oil. The pastor would pray over them. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like they walked and we knew we weren't going to walk away healed, but we're mm-hmm. like, prayer changes things. Like, mm-hmm. I think, like when you said something that was really beautiful, you're like, you have to be spiritually, like we want your spiritual healing or mm-hmm. um, to attend to that first. And that's the thing about it is that like, sometimes our spirits just need to be changed so that we mm-hmm. can deal with the things that are going on with us physically. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we can be prepared to um, not engage, but like to accept that, like, we like we can't change this. Right. Um, did not expect to get emotional um, when I had to have my hysterectomy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, what? I was so angry. I was mm-hmm. just angry. Um, I think. That's very understandable. And, uh, woman. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. And like, I was angry. <laughs> Um, I, I want kids more than anything. And, um, when they did the anointing of the sick with, uh, Mike and the priest and, and I couldn't, I didn't have words for it until today. And you're right. Like spiritually, like I needed that spiritual healing. Like I needed to be able to go in, um, with like, uh, not like, I mean, I wasn't like jumping for joy, but, um, my spirit needed to be attended to in that time. And that was what the anointing of the sick was for me. It wasn't like a, oh yeah, this is going to, the surgery is going to go great. And the surgery did, it was fine. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, and everything that needs to come out of me came out of me, even though it wasn't the things I wanted to come out of me, but, mm-hmm. um, it was just like, and you're right. Like it, my spirit was attended to. in that um in that sacrament and I and I I really I'm so glad I've never even thought about that like everything you said I was like I fully believe that and receive that Mm -hmm. um it's not about healing it's about anointing and sometimes with anointing comes like a mission and a purpose and a Mm -hmm. way to move forward and I think that um I think that's huge and I think that's just really beautiful did not fully did not well there we go crying happens <laughs> we do cry just wait till we talk about other things that i will cry about <laughs> what about you shannon later so i need you to follow my teary act yes um, 
Yeah, I mean, I personally have only been anointed once. Um, I've been there when other people have been anointed and it is not only healing for them, but I think again, to talk about that ecclesial nature, right? The, the nature of every sacrament is part of the church's whole worship that everything should be done in community, right? We want people to be there as church, as, as fellow Christians, if we're doing an anointing uh, that, that gives more fullness to the meaning of the sacrament and every sacrament, you know, that's why we don't just like, just like here's distribute communion out of the, you know, drive through window, right? Um, <laughs> Open wide. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I think uh, as a, both as a person who is a Catholic Christian and as a pastoral minister, um, I think I, it's really beautiful when we can celebrate these sacraments, not just with a family or an individual or a couple people, but as the whole church, I love when we do anointing during Sunday mass. Um, if you can, I mean, like that's, that's a whole add to the Sunday mass, right? We had a pastor who used to do like every three months or so he would have a mass where he'd do anointings and, um, invite people forward if they had, you know, long-term illnesses, things like that. And there was such a beauty to that because not only, um, did we get to pray for them as a church, but as a church, we got to see these people who were stepping out in faith and trusting in the Lord, being a witness to us of, um, how we can maintain our faith in, in the midst of suffering. And like, maybe somebody I didn't know, uh, had an illness would come forward. And I was sort of like, this is the lady I sit next to every Sunday. Like I know her name. I've met her kids. I didn't know she had X thing going on, right. Or whatever. Um, and so it helps us, uh, to be a better communion for each other, right. To be a better communion of saints in the, in our parishes, in our places. Um, and you know me, I just think all sacraments should be all during in the middle of the community all the time. Let's yeah, have weddings. All the time. Why not? Let's do it. Somebody do it. <laughs> Saturday evening, get married. <laughs> That's, get straight to your party. Why not? You, mass. Everybody's been to Sunday mass then. It's a win-win. Then win, just win, do win. it. And then no one has yeah. to try Like, seriously, when you go to a two o'clock wedding, and then you just kind of wait around until mass happens so you can go to mass again so you have to go tomorrow morning. That's a real thing. So why not? Listen, I w- I, we've talked about this. I just want, can my wedding just be in a mass? Like if and when I get married, can it just be there? And it doesn't have to be elaborate then. It's just like, hey, we're having Sunday mass. And guess what? And also, this is my new white dress. It's adorable, yeah. isn't it? Amazing. <laughs> it's so cute. Weddings don't have to be elaborate, friends. Like, they really don't documents. like it's seriously yes i mean my reception though is going to be a blast oh, yeah. and I, we've already talked about this i have we've a whole talk- for you you know like you know what your I am job a is planner. okay like, <laughs> <laughs> i was like shannon knows I don't, her job this, so, sounds, this is gonna sound terrible to our listeners but i'm gonna say it like i don't want to be marcia's bridesmaid first of all she has a million sisters i have five sisters <laughs> so uh, it's gonna be hard to crack into the top she'd have to have like 10 people for me to be on there. It's a lot. Second of all, 
I don't want to be up in front. I just want to be in charge of everything. As you know, Marcia, probably our listeners know, like it will be the best party because you know me. I throw a great And you already know Taylor Swift cover band. Like I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. This is what we need. Also other standards. I might try to get you Taylor Swift. I I would try. It probably wouldn't happen, but I knew I would try. I just feel like Taylor look. <laughs> you know she she would take that email. She would consider it. She, she would consider it. <laughs> be like, yes. you got her through this and this and this and this. <laughs> can, can you can you get her through this wedding reception? Mm-hmm. No, um, so we say Taylor Swift, like not really. I have like a Taylor Swift playlist for things that I want. There are mm-hmm. certain Taylor Swift songs that I definitely want at my reception, mm-hmm. and I've shared that with Shannon. So, because I'm ridiculous, but anyway, back to sacraments being during sacraments. Yes. We went to weddings. We, we did. Got, <laughs> we got. We did. All, we made a basic. Mm-hmm. We, <laughs> we made a basic during this. Most of the time, we're trying to make it Catholic. But, today. but hey, we made a basic. Mm-hmm. We we can't be just one thing all the time. Mm-hmm. If no, anyone has learned anything from this podcast, they know I've that. told you this: we are not pie charts. We are spaghetti. It's all better we mixed up. Are spaghetti? Thank you, but pie is delicious. Pie is delicious. <laughs> I'm not it's saying delicious. there's not a place for pie. I'm just there's saying definitely a place for pie. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, we're such darks, and I love it. Okay, so wow, that was. We did. I feel like that that was our quickest conversation ever. <laughs> okay, so this is the part that um, of the show that we get to offer up our little nuggets of um, life, love, inspiration. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, so <laughs> Shannon. Besides knowing that live, laugh, love is a lie, what do you have to offer to our listeners today? I would like you to live, laugh, and love with your friends. Uh, I would love you for for you to have some unstructured friend time. That's something I'm recommending. Uh, I had uh, our friend Scott, who will be over uh, next week's episode, and his wife, Kara, who have been my friends now for like almost two decades. They just came over, popped by on their way to visit um somewhere else uh yeah it was great and we just sat around for like two hours like there there was no like we have to do x or have drinks or whatever it was just kind of like they're coming to my house I was like you want some water no let's go sit on the porch and we just like had a great time that's awesome yeah it was great that's really cool unstructured friend time great um or family or whatever just unstructured Mm -hmm. time like not everything just have a plan and you know i love a plan so i'm inviting everyone to go back to the original purpose of the internet which is to watch funny cat videos just watch them (laughs) that is the purpose of the internet uh we know this we are we were there we were there we were there there when the magic when the deep magic was written, it was, it was written. I was like, "What is it?" I was like, "Do not speak to me." Facebook didn't exist. Twitter yes. didn't exist. Instagram really didn't exist. TikTok, maybe Reddit was there at the beginning, but that's but like, but that's where you found your cat videos. <laughs> like, yeah, there were like lists, like uh, 
Friendster. I think <laughs> Friendster existed. <laughs> Listen, man. Yes. Before you Family. can embed YouTube links mm-hmm. in Facebook, you went to YouTube and you like you before, YouTube, Cat, before YouTube even. Oh my gosh, yes. Go back to cat videos. I love it. Funny cat videos, recommending that. And they're free. They're free on the internet. Because that's what we've done, America. We've made everything free because right. we don't want to pay for it. Don't pay for anything. <laughs> so okay. We're such choice. So what are you um, offering us? <laughs> okay. So okay, I have a few things. So we're recording this. I just want to give everyone some context because um like it's not gonna be timely. I mean here's the thing, it'll always be timely because Mm-hmm. women exist always and women issues will mm-hmm. always affect women mm-hmm. um so i don't know if i've recommended this movie before and i feel like i have recommended this before but i will recommend this movie again um it's very timely for this it's called grandma it's like lily thomas and lily, lily tomlin look at me lily thomas <laughs> that's not real i know who <laughs> i know, I know who lily tomlin is okay um but it's a movie called grandma um and it's about lily tomlin she's a grandma and her teenage um granddaughter sage who's 18 she's played by julius i can't remember her name um i don't think i've seen her before in anything or i don't think i've seen her anything since um and basically it is this grand her this girl sage goes to her grandma's like i'm pregnant i need 630 dollars for an abortion and it's a movie that takes place over the course of like eight hours of a day right and so um like i know that sounds crazy um so and like why am i recommending this movie where people are literally on a journey to find money for an abortion i think because it's more than that right i saw this movie when it came out in theaters i think like it's it was an indie movie and i i really just was like i'm gonna it's lily tomlin i'm gonna see this movie with lily tomlin and i sat in the amc in yorktown right and i was like oh, this is not what I expected. Like I, because uh, I am very close to my grandmother. I'm sure people know this. <laughs> and I, um, I've been on day's journeys with my grandmother, like just driving around in her car and picking things up and running errands. And I was like, this is a great way to kill time. And as a person who believes in a consistent like life ethic, as a person who is anti-abortion, as a person who loves women and their children and feel like things should happen, more things should happen for them, the movie greatly affected me in the theater. It actually, for a movie that had like their, their through line and through plot line was like raising money for an abortion. Um, it didn't anger me. Um, it actually compelled me to listen to women's stories more. Mm. Um, mm. And not that, and at no point am I going to be on board? Like, yeah, absolutely. Have that abortion girl. What? Like, that's not, that's not what I'm saying at all. That's not what I'm saying here at all in any way, shape or form. But I'm saying, listen, right. Um, I'm saying, understand. And we're at a point right now where that um, we are recording this episode within the same week that the Supreme Court document was leaked by someone we don't know, um, uh, currently about overturning Roe v. Wade. And there are a lot of scared women right now in our country. And Mm -hmm. in reality, they didn't just appear. There've always been scared women in our country um, because we've made the male body, the male experience and mm-hmm. the male reproductive um, experience normative. 
mm-hmm. to the point where we feel like we can't get what we want and need mm-hmm. without resigning ourselves to that. Mm-hmm. And that is why abortion is so, it has become what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Because we don't, we, we, and I say we, and I mean, all of us until we know better, until we try harder, because we're mm-hmm. all part of this collective, we aren't getting women what they need mm-hmm. um, and the care that they need and getting their children the help they need until we're able to, you know, paid maternity leave, um, actually support like like universal health care. Like I listen, I'm not going to be on my soapbox about all the things that we need, but we need a lot, right? If we love women and their children, they need more than abortion as an option. And then here's a car seat and diapers. Mm-hmm. Like they're two extremes. And I think that we've always been dealing with scared women. Mm-hmm. And I think this week has highlighted that how scared women are and mm-hmm. how angry women are and how um, women feel. And I think that sometimes people aren't listening to that. Mm-hmm. And I think that going to see that movie, leaving that, I seriously went to see that movie to kill time one day mm-hmm. and walking out of that theater. Um, I, like, I, I think that that part, it, I, it was so strong with me where I was like, we need to listen and do better. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I was just having a conversation with my, one of my girls because she wants to, um, be company commander for um her and JROTC and they all had to interview and she finds out today if she gets it so fingers crossed for her and she doesn't think that she will because she's not a talker and she's not outgoing and all these other stuff and I said I go that's really strange because leadership is 80% listening mm-hmm. and I go it's not about talking over people and talking the loudest and getting your point across leadership actually involves listening to the needs of others and responding accordingly not reacting, responding. And I think that so much is happening in our world right now where people are not responding accordingly because people are not listening to the stories of women or understanding why women are scared. They're instead making laws and, you know, directives and, you know, making everything in black and white without offering viable solutions. Um, And I think grandma is a really great way it's it's serious and here's the thing Mm -hmm. it is rough like it is rough Mm -hmm. it is it's an indie film it Mm -hmm. had like a budget of under a million dollars and Lily Tomlin was like I'll do it for free it's fine don't pay me right you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like um this the story isn't pretty right the characters aren't perfect Mm -hmm. it is not ideal but it's real and I I will always recommend that movie it does it's not for me, it's just about understanding people's stories. It's not even about, like, it's not about abortion, even though that's the through line mm-hmm. of it. And I just think it's beautiful. And I think it's a really important reminder to listen to stories. So mm-hmm. I'm recommending Grandma. Um, it came out in 2015. So it's like, it's like old, but I still, I still love it. Mm-hmm. I still love it. Um, also, um, Mahalia Jackson's song, uh, It's No Secret What God Can Do. Mm-hmm. So I've been like singing that in my head all morning because I knew we were recording this episode. And that was always the song that Sister, um, listen, Sister Tony um, would show up and she, the minute she stood at the podium to start singing, mm-hmm. well, it's time for the prayer line. And yes. she would get up and she would sing that song. <laughs> it's a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like, listen, like anything, Mahalia Jackson, actually, just like, if you can just, just do that. Um, and then um, 
find some blessed oil. Like blessed oil, it's basically olive oil that was prayed over. It's kind of like holy water. It's black folks, black church's holy water. <laughs> like, and it's real. Like um, at our church growing up on New Year's Eve, everyone would bring it to the watch meeting. And people would bring like all the olive oil from the store. If you cannot find olive oil on New Year's Eve at the Jewel on 75th Street, it's because it's at my church or any other yeah. black church. Um, <laughs> but um, people would come and it would get prayed over and blessed and um, and it would go to everyone's homes. And i not kidding. I get asked all the time. My mom, she's like, you know, okay, do you have some blessed oil? And I go, I'm actually mm-hmm. a lot of blessed oil. Like, it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, we have holy water at mass and that reminds yeah, me of my baptism, like mm-hmm. and, you know what I mean? Like, and that's fine. But like, listen, blessed oil, like when my mom came to my, any apartment that my mom has come to that I live, she would just take her little vial of blessed oil out of her purse and start anointing the doorways, mm-hmm. anointing mm-hmm. my head mm-hmm. after every surgery. She's like, and she would like anoint the blood mm-hmm. of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. <laughs> listen, so ask a black right, person who goes to a black church. <laughs> and a black prostitute, ask about some get some blessed oil, get a vial of blessed oil for your purse, but also put that vial of blessed oil in a little baggie because if it spills it all over leak. your purse mm-hmm, and it will mm-hmm, leak all over mm-hmm, everything. Mm-hmm. So you maybe actually don't purse. just have like just have a little oil purse. <laughs> <laughs> like no, so I actually told my mom like holy go, water. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's seriously, it's no, it's the same concept. Like it's not Lord's water. Actually, I gotta remember to bring Lord's water. water. Well, that's where I'm part of where I'm going. I don't think I've told everybody that, but while you're listening to this, I will be in France um, and have just gone to Lord's. So, oh, Lord's. I thought you meant like the Lord's water. (laughs) No, Lord's. Like Lord's. As in France. As in Saint Bernadette (laughs) and Our Lady of Lourdes. Yes. No. So that's where you're no. going to be. Okay. Yes. I mean, it's funny when I talk to people on the phone as I'm like preparing, I notice their accent. So much oh, and then, yeah. Because I'm in Indy. Um, and, and it's not too much different in Indiana, but there's just that, that Chicago nasal there. It's there. And I'm like, and I'm like, it's coming back. I'm going to be talking like that. <laughs> and when I left Indiana, after I lived there for three years, I go, yeah, I'm going to get my Chicago accent back. And everyone in Indiana was like, no, you still have it. No, <laughs> like, but no, like, I did not. They I, was like, I did not because when they I go to Chicago, they're like, what do you sound like? And so now a Hoosier. A Hoosier. Like, I sound like a whole Hoosier. I would be like, like, it would just be a, a whole thing. So Okay, well, there we go. So we lied to y'all. This wasn't a short episode. No. We thought it was. And then we we're like, no, our minds are like, we have to fill all the time and then some. No, we will not let this go. We will not let this be. Um, so, but I loved being with you guys this week um, and sharing this. But that is all for today's every episode, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us to talk about anointing of the sick and to grow a little closer to Jesus. We are so glad to be with you as pilgrims on our way to heaven. We like to say thank you first to Jesus for opening the door to freedom through your death and resurrection, for pouring out your life upon us in the sacraments. We invite you to pray for those who are sick and suffering in a particular way and take a chance to visit and care for them as you can. 
We like to thank Jazar for our theme song, Season Mars, which provides the healing power of a groove to our tired, tired souls. We're so tired. <laughs> we're, so, we're tired, girl. We're tired. Thank you to my co-host, Shannon, for sticking it out for another week and putting that theology degree to good use. Thank Thanks, you, girl. University of Notre Dame. <laughs> Thank you to all of our listeners, especially for joining us again and for learning and growing in faith along with us. Please don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. This helps new people find us and they can also join in the fun. I'm just saying, right? Streaming conversation (laughs) and the blessed oils. All the blessed oil, right? All of it. You can support our podcast through Patreon at www.patreon.com slash podcast or buying our merchandise at psbbpodcast.myspreadshop.com. We would love to hear from you via email at platskirtsandbasicplack at gmail.com or you can follow us on Instagram. You can follow the podcast at psbbpodcast. You can follow me, Marcia, at stylishlycia. And you can follow Shannon at Team Quarter Black. You know that's right, son. We look forward to being with you again next week, where we'll be talking to our special guest, Scott McNeilis, about gender roles. We are super excited to share that conversation with you. See you later, alligator. Bye. After a while, crocodile. <laughs>